want to hear some more of their conversation? Sure. It's pretty funny. Okay. I thought it was pretty funny. He takes his worms and he catches fish. <laughs> yeah. He hangs them out of his asshole. <laughs> so Asnapkin Chris, he convinced Ed that even Asnapkin Chris has the same worm problem, but he his worm problem is even worse than Asnapkin. Okay. Is. All right. You ever like uh, put your phone? Yeah. Like, take a picture. I tried it, but I no, can't. No, I mean like you ever put your phone up to your ass? Like. Let's see if you can hear them. No. Okay, hang on, I'll do it now. You hear that? Yeah. You hear that? Yeah, I do. You hear that, man? Yeah, what, what is this? I, I think it's the worms. Damn, you got them worse than me. I'm going to put a, a, like a grape up to my ass. What? I think they're going to eat it. Damn. Yeah, listen. Fucker's gone. <laughs> Whole grape is gone. Yours is more like a, a tapeworm or a snake. Or yeah, something. they're long, angry fuckers, too. What was it, like a piece of spaghetti? Yeah. Sounds like a Raymond noodle or something. Yeah. Raymond noodle? A Raymond noodle. <laughs> <laughs> that tapeworm's no... That's... That's no assworm. That's like a Raymond... That sounds like a worm with a name. <laughs> that sounds like a pet. <laughs> Don't you think if you were looking at prospective roommates and you heard a worms eating inside your asshole that it might taking be a grape and eating it? Yeah. yeah maybe you don't, you know, <laughs> oh shit! The grape is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot to impress ass napkin Ed about worms. But not in a bad way. He's like, wow, yours are worse than mine. <laughs> Holy shit. Sounds like you've got a boa constrictor up there. <laughs> These guys were like soulmates. They loved each other. Yeah. Uh, Asnapkin Chris proposed a plan to deal with their worms, and Asnapkin Ed was all for it. Listen to this fucking crazy plan. Maybe if we got together, maybe my snake worms could, like, eat your pinworms. Well, we'd have to figure it out somehow. It'd be like Godzilla versus King Kong, but with our assholes. <laughs> that would be interesting. What if we went, like, ass to ass, but, like, not in a gee-wee, like in a medical, like, science way? I could, I could eat a ton of beans and fire it into your ass yeah. and smoke them out. Like they do, they do that in the wild. But like gophers and stuff, they they plug one hole up and then smoke them out with the other. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm fucking itchy as fuck. Hey, you scratching your ass? Toothbrush for this one. Yeah, put it up to the phone. I want to hear you scratch your ass. There it goes. Oh. Sh yep. Put it up to the phone. It's no. It's finished. I gotta see what's on the brush now. Hold on. You should smell it. <sighs> no, I'm smelling the brush. What's it smell like? Shit. It <laughs> makes sense. These two. They went at it for a while. I mean, I'm not playing the. I should probably play the whole phone call. I mean, it's maybe does, I would do does that. Does Asnapkin still think he has a roommate waiting in Florida? Oh yeah, we gave him an address. He's on his way to drive. <laughs> the call. The call. 
Yeah, go this ahead. Conversation. It, it went for, on for over an hour. They, they wow. just kept talking. Don't you think we should just play like as a special the entire hour? I would listen to that. <laughs> it was really good. I mean, like, you know, obviously I've heard longer versions of this. I didn't think there was a slow moment. <laughs> There's like, a lot of twists and a lot of yeah. twists and turns. It goes it goes a lot of places. When when did you get the worms? You think you hate animals forever? <laughs> we just changed the name of the channel to Ask Napkin One Hundred for a day and keep playing that over and over again, and I can sit in bed. Yeah, let us do it all the heavy lifting. We have Our, a special. <laughs> we have special assworms. <laughs> the assworm special. Send us uh, your vote if you want to hear the entire one-hour ass napkin <laughs> conversation between ass napkin Chris and Ed. Yeah, this will be better than uh, Oprah with uh, Megan and Harry. <laughs> uh, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a teaser when you're voting. At one point, Ass Napkin starts blow-drying his asshole. It was so, like, itchy. <laughs> right? I'm over here. Yes. Yeah. I'm over here blow-drying my asshole. <laughs> Tell, am I telling the truth, Wolfie? No, absolutely. If any scenario that was presented to Ed, he just did it. And, and then you hear this blow dryer at full speed and blow it into his asshole. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just play the whole conversation? I mean, we got gold. Yeah, all, all Oprah and Harry and Megan did was talk. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, maybe if you blow dry him, he'll come out or something. First of all, get, brush him with the toothbrush and then blow dry him out of there. I, I loved how he said, I got to get the toothbrush for this one. Yeah. <laughs> you got to dig deep. Wolfie, uh, you've heard the tape, yeah. too, beside me. Didn't at one point Ed say he burned his ass with the blow dryer? For real? <laughs> he did. Yeah. He, he, had, he had it on high heat, too close to his asshole. <laughs> you got to, but you got to because, because uh, you got to burn him out of there. <laughs> It was like Vietnam, but they had to burn the people out of the little shelters. It, yeah, it, it was, was like, that close. It was like the Agent Orange. And then you could hear all those little worms crying. They were dying in there. It was like napalm. Like in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these girls came over, saw my shit bucket, and the worms crawling out of my ears, and they left. <laughs> But I feel bad for them because I don't, I mean, they live in my ass. They need a place <laughs> to stay. He thinks he, he's had these worms now for 30 years. That That's his theory. Do you think if, like, I got a fishing rod and a lure and I lured them out, do you think that would work? <laughs> like, why go to a doctor and find out what works? Well, I mean, as soon as Chris said that he had used the Hershey's, he said the medicine was Reese's, and Chris yeah. said, I use Hershey's, and I just yeah. put it out there, <laughs> and my worm comes out, and Ass Napkin said, yeah, 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 that that could work. <laughs> the, the, the Reese's. 
<laughs> hey, Chris, I got to compliment you. I had him going for like an hour there. I mean, fucking yeah. crazy. That must have been hard work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be ass napping. Eh? No, it's fine. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. hey, I hear you want a Hi. roommate in Florida. Yeah. Are are you looking or like what's the story? You got worms? Yeah, it's real bad. I mean, yeah, I've been living in my mine are like a foot long. Yeah, yeah, well that's pretty bad, but I'm telling you, these I think these worms have been in my asshole for so long that I think some of them have like great grandchildren. <laughs> and the, the original yeah. worms have like generations in my ass. Yeah. A whole lineage of worms in your hey, ass. Do you yeah. do you do you ever name your worms? Like do you have special worms? Yeah. What's There's your Charlie? Worms? Charlie? There's Charlie. Yeah, he's the one that eats the grapes. Nice, and then uh, there's Larissa, Groucho, that's his wife. Zeppo, oh, yeah. And Gummo. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're hey, the triplets. Are, are any of your worms like yeah. evolving and growing legs and like a brain? Like, some of them seem really yeah. smart. And, like, one of them, I, at one point I had it, I, at one point, I had a tadpole, and I'm pretty sure it's a frog now. It's in my ass. That's bad. That's real bad. You got a frog in your It hopped ass? right out of your ass. I'll tell you. Yes. I got... Using my balls as a lily pad. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is yeah. crazy. I got... Go for it. So many worms in my asshole that I got yeah. a group. I got a group discount at the movies because <laughs> they saw cool. I had like a whole family of worms. Yeah, yeah. I got that, but I used the carpool lane because I got like eight and, worms. Oh yeah, out and when the ass. cop call you over, you tell them there's a lot of people in this car. <laughs> I said, no mass, man. Look what's going on. Let me go. Hey, you be a good get a ticket or nothing. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. My worms. My worms and your worms could have a play date. Like, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll buy him a ball and we'll buy him some little squeaky toys like a dock. They can play Never with mind them. That. You know how we could get yeah. rid of our worms? We'll send them to summer oh. camp. And then once they're out of your asshole, we close up your asshole with some cement. That's a really good idea, man. When I yeah. Was a kid, I had a caterpillar living in my asshole. And it, but luckily, oh, yeah. it, it flew out as a butterfly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to have a family of moths living up my ass. They'd yeah. come out at night. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got oh. an idea. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I got an idea. Hey. This is a good one. Let's, let's put the phones what? up to our assholes so our worms can talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> like a party line. Like they're like oh. friends. 
Listen, you can. You can hear. Listen. Hi, I'm a worm, man. That's that skin edge asshole. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I live here, and uh, you're thinking of uh, maybe uh, uh, relocating out to Florida? <laughs> you, you, hear you sound that? pretty big. Did you yeah, it sounds like a big sucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your worm sounds like Barry White. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Yeah, Does he sing angry. is what the question is. Maybe you can make some money. <laughs> Yeah, baby. I got an idea. Me, we could get a lot of girls with that worm, man. He's got a cool what voice. What if all worms yeah. got married and had babies? <laughs> yeah, a whole and family. We take the babies and we teach them tricks and then we go on America's Got Talent. And we win. A-G-T. I like that. I bet we Fuck win. you guys, man. You're never getting rid of us. We're staying in your asshole. You're not going on any road. <laughs> That's right. We're going on AGT. In fact, if anything, there's so many of us, we outnumber you guys. Hey, fuck you, you worm. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> you think I'm living in your asshole? You're living in my asshole. <laughs> Holy shit. We're in big trouble. It? Yeah. We're in big trouble. You got uh, it bad. The have gotten so smart, they talk. I wonder if it's all that Reese's you're feeding them, man. <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, Hershey's and Reese's. Yeah, they won't even go on America's yeah. Got Talent. Because we hate Simon Cowell. He's a fucking putz. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, he's I do want to see Heidi's tits. Yeah. Hey, that'll do it. She's a cool gal. Yeah. Hey, man. Good job on that. What Do you think the phony <laughs> phone call would hold up for an hour? I mean, I'm biased. Uh, yes. I mean, there, th that was the problem in editing it. There was so, there was so many good little pockets, and you were, I was trying to find a narrative because it's, it's all over the place. But Would you listen I mean, to a whole hour of that, Robin? I think you would. I would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Robin's a good judge of this stuff. Yeah, it at was, one point it, he talks it's about his crazy. Calm. His what? His cum and what his cum tastes like. And, I mean, oh we my go around God. the world. Hey, what what did I tell you? I didn't even remember. Yeah, you said uh, that your cum tastes like mushroom soup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said that. that my cum. I told you that <laughs> mine tastes like broccoli soup. Yeah. Yeah. I like broccoli. So do my friends. <laughs> and, and then we and then we talked about trying each other's cum, but we agreed that was too gee. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get old gay. Yeah. I mean, if, our, I was if we just put testing. our assholes together, that's not gay. Yeah. We're that's doing it for the medical. Boys. Medical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think I wouldn't listen to this? Give me a break. Hey, Robin. <laughs> I want to oversell it. Hey, Robin, you'll, you'll like this. My cum tastes like seawater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike from Maine. Oh, I know Mike. Hey, Mike. Good, good. I'll what take up? the plane. <laughs> All right, I'll have him back around. What? Uh, we're interrupting something here. This guy's hey, all on. fucked up. 
Fucking asshole. This guy's ruining your fucking show. I hope he gets worms. Tadpoles. Are you talking to me, Mike, or are you talking to someone else? I think I think if he's going on that road right there. I think he's listening on the phone. What a dick. Anyway. He's conducting business. All the young dudes. They carry the news. For a long time, those carry the news. Yeah, but I don't know what it's all about. All the young dudes carry the news. You know what that's about. <laughs> you know exactly what that's about. Here's a little trivia. What does this mean? I love this song, but what does it mean? Um, all the young dudes, of course, made famous by Monta Hoople, but David Bowie wrote it. The original thing David Bowie did, he liked Monta Hoople. He sent them Suffragette City for them to record, and they politely declined. They were like, yeah, no, they we don't want to do that. Yeah. Meanwhile, if David Bowie sent me Suffragette City, I'd say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to put that out. But Well, they didn't know it was David Bowie. This is some dude. <laughs> all the young dudes carry the news. Yeah, the news. You can't you. All right, Karen in Ohio. Then I'll get to the fan feedback. That's a, a favorite. Everyone wants to hear what everyone else is thinking. Uh, Karen, what can I do for you in Ohio? Hey, Howard. Good morning. Hi, Robin. Hi. I was want, I was wondering how you overcame uh, something that I'm dealing with right now. Fear of figuring out how to paint and kind of having like a similar to a writer's block where you're you're just not sure if you're good enough and you want to try it, but you're kind of hesitant to even begin. Well, you hit into a good topic. There isn't, I, I, you know, I, I started to think I was getting pretty good at drawing and then I started doing a, a new drawing the other day and I couldn't figure out how to get it. And I said, you know, I really suck. Why am I wasting my time with this? All of the great painters have already done it. They've done everything, but uh, there is constant doubt. When you uh, take up art, there's constant doubt. Am I good enough? Is this good enough? Is this good enough? And you drive yourself fucking nuts. But one of the things I did was, you know, first of all, I was lucky. I, I had um, a great teacher. And my teacher many times said to me, you got this. You know how to paint. You've done it already, you know. And, and it is tremendously helpful. And um, so, you know, I would say if you at this point in your life, if you want to get into painting and this kind of thing, you should get a good teacher. And this, don't listen to assholes who say to you, Hey man, I'm self-taught. I never, uh, I, you know, I, I never took a lesson. They're lying. They're all lying. Let me tell you about history. All of the great painters throughout history, they were mentored by somebody. When they were young, they started. They either, what about you know, the first you, guy. Wasn't there a first guy who said, you yeah, know, that I'm guy did this brush? That guy was a cave painter. You ever see cave paintings? Like, <laughs> they they, like drawn by idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody who was painting on those caves knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> you take a great painter. A guy I consider great is uh, Andrew uh, uh, Wyeth. Wyeth. His father was a um, an illustrator. So, of course, when he went out into a, a landscape and he looked around and he said, I'm going to start drawing... He already had a facility. He had a methodology for interpreting what's around him. You talk to someone who's never drawn a tree before. They look at it and they go, oh, I guess I have to draw that leaf. You don't draw leaves when you draw a tree. If you're drawing leaves, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, not you're a painting a leaf. You're not painting yeah. a tree. No. You got to, you got to, you you there's a calligraphy. And, 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 and my mentor, the guy who taught me, 
was so fabulous. And he explained all of this to me. So you start to get over the fact that no, it's not that I can't do this. I just don't know the calligraphy. I don't know the methodology. I don't know what hatching and cross hatching is, you know, but you will meet assholes. I remember when I first wanted to learn to paint, I went to a guy, he's a fairly successful artist, very successful artist, but he was a bit arrogant. He, I said to him, you know, I really want to learn how to do this. I, I, I have a fantasy that I could uh, express myself. There are things I want. Don't go to art school. Don't get a teacher. I taught myself. Rah, rah, rah. It's a lie. I looked up the guy's resume. He went to art school. They're all full of shit. It is a teachable, learnable skill. Are some better than others? Of course. It's like the guitar. You could learn guitar. Some will be better than others. But you can Somebody's going to be Van Halen and, you know, the yeah. other people are going to be Kyle, who we talked to earlier. Right, today. Kyle. <laughs> and so, you know, there are, but you've got, here's the, here's the deal, Karen. You've got to push through all the negativity. I wanted it so badly. I told you the same with radio. I was so bad at it. If you heard early tapes of me, you'd say no one would bank on this guy. But I wanted it so badly, I willed myself. I spent endless hours at the radio station. I became a production director. Was I the best at production? No, but I made myself the best. When I was editing and voicing and I would write these commercials, they were epic. They were funny. But it took me years to get to that point. But I wanted it badly. I wanted to be good on the radio. And I endlessly, I spent endless hours. I spent most of my life in radio stations sitting there doing it over and over again. And, and when it came to painting, um, my teacher said to me the other day, you're the most dedicated guy I've ever seen. It's like unbelievable what you've accomplished in six years. Don't get down on yourself. It's it's quite remarkable. And I have Howard, to say this, the latest drawing I did is pretty good. Yes, Karen. When you sit down in front of that white piece of paper or that canvas, do you, where does your inspiration come from? I'm just curious if you're watching things on or looking out the window or I, I'm not okay. sure because I know. One of the things I'm going to tell you to do, Karen, you must go and buy books of the masters. And look at what they did. That's what all the great painters did. They didn't sit and invent all this shit. It's already been invented. This is what my teacher taught me. So what did I do? I bought books by Friedrich. All of his paintings. This guy did it way but the Dutch landscapes. Uh, you know, the, the Dutch were geniuses. They started painting for the masses. You start to look at a guy. Look, a, Get a book. About Fragonard. And when I say a book, it was his paintings. The, the man was a, and you start to look at these things and you interpret how they drew a tree, how they drew grass, how they drew a house. Uh, you know, Fragonard was a genius. He's figured it out already. These are your teachers. So when you sit down and say, I want to draw a landscape, let me look at Fragonard. Look at the best. This is what my teacher, a guy named Rick Brosen, he taught me. He said, here's the books you should buy. He said, the best, he says, when I can't figure something out, I look at Fragonard. I look at Friedrich. I look at this one. I look at that one. Uh, and, and I began to get a library of books that would help me. And then I, you know, I, I studied photography with a lot of great photographers for years. So I would go out and I would shoot pictures of things that inspired me. And then I take these pictures home and I start to draw them. I started a new drawing last night. 
And let me tell you something. The blank piece, I stretched the board of paper, a fresh new sheet, and I looked at it and I went, motherfucker, here we go again. And I'm trying to draw two pieces of wood sticking out of a piece of sand. And man, was I having trouble. And I was about to say, you know, fuck this. I picked something too hard. And then I went, no, you sit here until you fucking draw this the right way. (laughs) You scumbag. That's how I talk to myself. In fact, my wife walks in. She goes, who are you talking to? Yeah. Oh, it's not fun. I didn't say you want to have fun. You want to be great at something. Don't have fun. You want to have fun? (laughs) But I mean, there are people who enjoy the process. I've seen their drawing out. They what? might as well be cave people. Those oh, who enjoyed the it. process. No. <laughs> Nobody ever enjoyed it who was good. There is. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me if you're enjoying you. yourself, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. You, uh, My wife has walked in on me and I'm sitting there going, you fucking dumb scumbag. How many times are you going to have to erase this? And she'll look at it and it looks like shit. But then, at boy, if you saw this painting now, the drawing, and I'm going to put paint over it, you would say, man, this looks pretty good. You know, Fran Leibowitz, I admire her a lot. I think she's brilliant. And she said once, if you're enjoying what you're doing, you're not good at it. And it is the best piece of advice I could give you. If you want to be ordinary, if you want to be mundane, and you want to get through life, and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I was a dishwasher, you know. Just getting a good job where you don't shine, you know, you just kind of go there and you're one of the guys and it's a joy in that too. I don't put it down. Anybody who works, I admire you. But if you want to be a genius, if you want to be great at something, stop this notion that you're going to enjoy yourself. Well, I have to go back to Seinfeld who sat right here. You think. And he says he loves the process. You've never talked to Jerry off the air. I talked to him in the studio. Yeah. Forget this. I asked him. No. Don't listen. He goes, I love it. I've had dinner with the real Jerry. (laughs) There's no, he ain't having that good a time. Trust me. (laughs) He's lying to me. That's right. (laughs) He doesn't know he's not having fun. You think Van Gogh was having fun? The guy was cutting his ears. Oh, off. no, he cut his ear off. He wasn't right. having fun. But what you got to do, if you really want it, Karen, and you want to paint, listen, you can also do what I've seen lots of people do. These yentas on the internet who have the nerve to teach painting. Just start painting and whatever shit comes out. Call it, That's call yourself it. an artist. Yeah. You know. Howard, great advice. I, um, I love you. You can do it. Get, 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 and get a good teacher. When you, you know when you'll know you have a good teacher? Take a look at their work. If you see something great, that's your teacher. All righty. You know, you, you know, were you not inspired by Tom Morello when he was on here and he said, you know, Tom Morello oh, is a good looking guy. He could have gotten laid in college, like left him. You know what he did? He locked himself in a room at Harvard and fucking practiced that guitar over and over again for seven hours a day. Even though he had that was a great interview. papers to write and studies yeah. and all kind, He was doing that, too. Right. And he right. then practiced for eight hours. But I'm telling you, every time I start a new painting, I go, oh, no, here we go again. It's not easy. But you don't tell me. 
that when you look at Eddie Van Halen on stage, you don't think he's enjoying himself. Oh, you know, to a degree, to a degree. Eddie Van Halen was an, an alcoholic, as you know. Right. That, that is not a guy who was enjoying life. Uh, well, he was a very okay, unhappy bad guy. Example. How about now, 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 listen, Robin, there's no example here. I'll give you. Here's what I, I just finished this drawing, okay? It's okay. a pretty good drawing, okay? I'm going to show it to you. You think this was easy? Yeah. I know you that something. what you're doing is difficult, but it That's doesn't mean you don't love doing it. Here, I'm going to show you something. Here's the one I just finished. See this? I'm going to hold it up to the camera. You'll see it. This is a. A little landscape I did. Just finished it last night. Can you see that? I can see it a bit. It's a little small yeah. and a little light, but I can see there's something there. I can't really make out detail. Yeah. You, know, you see that now? Well, if you sent it to me, I could look at it, but I can't. This is not a good way to show me a painting or a drawing. This is a difficult thing to draw, and it wasn't easy. I'll send it to you. What do you, what do you want? Do you want a um, text? Yeah. I can do that. What is your name again, Robin? <laughs> uh -huh. See that? That's a drawing. Now, wait a minute. Did I not bring my phones in here today? Oh, there you go. Once again. Oh, geez. All right, forget it. You don't need to see that. Darn it. Here's, here's what I'll say to you, Karen. Remember... Spell the first four letters of painting, Karen. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Spell them out. Pain. P-A-I-N. Okay. Is that what? That's just what just know my pain. word for painting. Pain. There you go. Karen, good luck with your painting. Send me something you, you do. But, but get on a journey and take it seriously, okay? Start. Love you. Love you too, Karen. There's Have Karen. Yes, you too. Uh, so she uh, wants to paint. Okay. She's a, she's a regular uh, Helen Allingham. I can see it in her. He's ready to go. And you think that Tiger Woods doesn't love what he does when he was good no. at it? You think? Did that you see Tiger Woods' life? How fucked it is? Wait a minute. Is? His life sucks. Right. But on the golf course, the, he's no. brilliant. This and fucking guy. amazing. He has back pain every time he swings. You think that back pain is well, real? That's always. all his head. That wasn't yeah. always. That's mm -hmm. been the last few years when it all got to him. Good luck. But I've seen people who look look at dancers. You think they're not enjoying Even though they were in pain, they go through pain to do that. But they're loving the expression when they're doing it. Okay. You, <clears throat> I have seen Paul McCartney. Having the most fun while he's on stage. There you go. Okay. And that's the, you think people go, when you're on the air, you sound like you're having so much fun. Of course they do. <laughs> that's the job. Stop it. I'm having a party here. You don't think I'd rather be somewhere else? I got to make a living. All right. Uh, I read you some of the fan feedback from, uh, it's getting late. Let me, let me tell you, I read you some of the fan feedback from yesterday about Fred. Uh, everyone loved Fred. Love our Fred. More Fred. Less Bobo. And Fred's angry dropped. at you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, angry with me. I told you. These are some fans I have. <laughs> Never be angry with me. You want to be a fan of mine? Be a fan. Stop <laughs> being angry. Um, oh, 
Ronnie's photos from selling his house generated yeah. a lot of mail. People don't like apples calling in and busting Ronnie's balls, first of all. Come on, Howard, enough apples. His sole purpose is to stir up Ronnie. I call for a spring and summer free of that rotten apples. I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I like when apples talks to Ronnie. I think it's funny. I think it's fascinating. And we learn things about Ronnie. I never, I wouldn't know these things, you know, that Stephanie eats Lucky Charms and, you know, she's always putting things on the uh, Instagram that Ronnie doesn't want her to. I don't, I wouldn't know that. One guy wrote, this is going to, this is going to drive Ronnie crazy. One guy wrote, um, do you think, Howard, do you think Stephanie will stop eating Lucky Charms now that Beth has stopped eating Lucky Charms? Uh, (laughs) Wow. Hey, Ron, fuck that douchebag that named himself after fruit. Don't even give him publicity that he craves. He's a complete bore. Apples is so predictable. He's going to give Ronnie a heart attack before he even gets a chance to move to Las Vegas. Uh, King of All Blacks also called in to weigh in on the topic of Ronnie's home. That is uh, his you decor. Know, yeah, that his whole decor. thing. Actually, the audience agreed with his tip to Ronnie about staging his house for potential buyers. And I, I kind of agree with the King, too, based on what I saw. I agree with King. Ronnie should stage his house. Get rid of all the stuffed animals and NASCAR it's crap. It's staged already. <laughs> yeah. His house looks small, so I'd remove some of the furniture, too. Also, get rid of the vertical blinds. They're dated. To sum it up, get rid of anything tacky that reflects Ronnie's bad taste. Oh, dear. It's a sad day when King of All Blacks is making sense. Ronnie's house is repulsive. Everyone knows you must depersonalize and stage a home to sell it. Real Estate 101. There you go. King is 100% right. Ronnie has so much junk. It looks like the set of Sanford and Son. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he will not be moving anytime soon, so good news for the show. That's right. We hope uh, Ronnie doesn't sell his house. Don't stage your house, Ronnie. (laughs) Yeah. It might sell. Well, I love this concept that people don't like apples. And Ronnie doesn't like apples because he accuses Apple of reporting on confidential things that Stephanie posts on Instagram. With him, yeah. Apples looks at his uh, Ronnie's girlfriend's Instagram. And then uh, Ronnie gets upset when people look at it and point things out. Don't get it. Because according to Ronnie, you're not supposed to look that closely at the picture even if it's on Instagram. Yesterday, we talked about the week-long special celebrating the greatest fuck-ups between Gary and Sal on Howard 101. Uh, that was during our vacation, of course. Gary talked about... Um, we, 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 we played Gary falling asleep. That was a big fuck-up. Sal getting caught masturbating. Two of the biggest fuck-ups in the history of the show. We asked a human, a human resources professional from a Fortune 500 company to weigh in on which offense was worse <laughs> and I was, uh, I like this. Let me, um, both of them should have been fired. Now, I mean, I hope they pointed that out. In the eyes of an HR professional, what is the worst offense to an employee code of conduct? Falling asleep at work or getting caught masturbating at work? Uh, the second option. Getting caught masturbating at work? Yes. In terms of the offense, why is that so much worse? Falling asleep could be a health problem. Um, You know, could be due to medication. It could be just you're tired. Uh, The latter is a conscious choice. What would be the corrective corporate action 
for someone that fell asleep on the job? Well, I mean, you would talk to them about why it was that they fell asleep on the job, if there was something going on in their life, with their health, um, maybe refer them to their doctor. But we asked you a specific question, Robin. Is it a fireable offense if somebody falls asleep at work? Right. Not the first time that you fall asleep, no. I, I would say that you know the, you, you always have the, the goal in mind to, to try to find out why the employee fell asleep and see if you can correct the behavior rather than terminating them. If an employee would get caught masturbating at work, what would the corrective action be for that offense? I would assume that in most cases that would be termination. Without a doubt. I would be hard-pressed to come up with a reason why you would retain an employee who chose to do that at work, <laughs> work while here. there's other employees around. You generally want to... Uh, he makes good phony phone calls. Assume positive intent. So when someone falls asleep, you know, I'm sure they weren't doing that intentionally. No one shows up to the office in the morning and, and says, today I'm going to fall asleep at work. It just happens. And it could be medication. It could be they're not feeling well. It could be they didn't get a great night's sleep. When someone's masturbating at work, there is no positive intent there. They chose to do that. There, there's no positive intent there. None. <laughs> it's just fucking gross, right? Right. Well, I object. She says it was a conscious decision. I don't think even when Sal's awake, he's making conscious decisions. Perhaps. <laughs> Last week, Sal was a guest on the wrap-up show to debate Gary on their worst screw-up. Sal made a gaffe when he said Gary accuses him of being disingenuous. Gary yeah, said God. a long time ago, like, you know, Sal goes on the air and he rips you apart. And then off the air, he immediately comes up to goes, I'm sorry. And it, it's so disingenuine. Disingenuine. Oh. Disingenuine. Disingenuous. What are you doing yes, over there? Yes, of course. He didn't know. Why does he use words like that when he doesn't know how to? It was close. Calm down. Close? You, you're okay. You grew up in America. You're okay with close? <laughs> I mean, you went to school. Disingenuine. Listen to me, genius. Disingenuous. Say it. It's yeah, disingenuous, right? Yeah, well, that's what I just said. Right. It doesn't bother him. No, you he's know, like, I got it. We were talking a few moments ago hmm. about you know wanting to be good at something. You'd have right. to care about it at the very least, but he doesn't care. Uh, you... I disagree with you, Robin. Oh, you mean you do care and you're that bad at the English language? <laughs> no. Wow. Well, Robin was. I like, I like what Robin said about you. It was a compliment. I... You don't care. So like, it almost implies like if you cared, you could actually improve. <laughs> I do care. I care. My All problem right. is that I read things without hearing the pronunciation sometimes. Okay. Well, guess what? They they allow for that on the internet now. You can mm -hmm. go on the internet and hear how things are pronounced. I'm the perfect idiot. That's what I'm working. That's what I'm working on, Robin. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know when to shut my mouth. <laughs> how about that HR lady wanted Sal arrested? That's what I like. They're like, what did you well, think when she yeah, said? She, he's he's a criminal. He's probably yeah. doing worse things. First of all. <laughs> Away from work. Once she started, <laughs> using, once she, once she started using foul language, she, uh, she lost all the credit. You don't curse like that. That's not a. That's she not, lost that's all not, her credit. Yes. 
<laughs> and secondly, I will say something. I know what I did was what wrong. What did she lose? She lost all her credibility. There you go. Ah, there's, there's the big word you're looking for. <laughs> See, Robin, I'm trying. Trying for you, Miss Tehran. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sal. We love you. But, Howard, I just want to close with this. Gary is an executive producer, and he should be held to a higher standard. That is my defense in all of this. Therefore, in other between words, the two. You should be excused for your stuff because you don't know better. You're, you're, not, you're not an executive producer. Right. Abonable. If you were an executive producer, you exactly. should have been fired. Right. Okay. Abominable. <laughs> right. right. As you know, you both call me an idiot and a shithead every day, and that's what an idiot and a shithead would do. Gary's an executive producer. He should not fall asleep. He should be held to a higher standard. So, so if you had to choose between a guy who masturbated at work and a guy who fell asleep, you would fire the guy who fell asleep. Robin, a guy's flying your plane. Do you want him jerking off or falling asleep? You have, you have to pick one. <laughs> you got a point there. He's making a point. <laughs> In Sal's closed. defense, like, you know, when you think about it, like the woman, like the HR woman said, I would be hard pressed to figure out why any company would keep a guy who jerked off at work in their in their company. She doesn't know that Sal's like major contribution to this show is to get nude and put his own dick in his ass. I mean, well, that's you know. what I'm saying. She doesn't understand the environment. Right. He works. Right. Right. You should call that woman. Say, actually. It, it, go ahead. No, I'm saying Sal should call the HR woman and just explain. Say, listen, I don't think you understand my job. You know, I, right. I, I, I stretch my foreskin till it reaches my asshole and then right. shove it in there. And then the, the guys videotape me and we put it up on the app. I do cocky. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I do cocky. Okay. I allow professional singers to sing into my foreskin. I grew cheese And then she'd say, day. you know what? I understand why you're masturbating at work. Fire the guy who sleeps. You're staying, Sal. Right. Because the HR yeah, woman, like after we, you know, she was nice enough to, you know, be interviewed, but she was baffled and disgusted by Sal's behavior because we told her the whole story. And she's like, I'm yeah. baffled by that. <laughs> yeah. It's actually yeah. a plus here. Anyway, that he was you know, hot right. Gary, Gary is, you know, tomorrow's show. To thank M&M you, Sal. My pouch. Gary got right. hired to run the show. Yeah, that's what we just said. All right. Thank you, Sal. Go talk to a cardinal. <laughs> I was I was walking with my wife the other day, and a, car, a red cardinal flew by, and I said to her, "You gotta hear this." I said, "Sal, he he looks out in his yard and he sees a red cardinal, and he thinks it's a sign from nature, like a, a sign from God." She goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "I go, the guys, I'm, I said we just saw a cardinal. Did you, did you? Why is that a sign? I mean, what what is that?" She was baffled. Well, Sal sees is it, it a sign for him? He's communicating. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wanted to see it, and it showed up again on his windowsill. Right. I've had five red cardinals appear in front of me. <laughs> in other words, it's a sign that birds exist. It's not spring. Right. <laughs> it's a sign. The sign. Anyway, I want to remind you that uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog, I love that guy. When he, you never know what to expect with him, that dog. I should call him him. He's a dog. A Triumph, the insult I comic think he's dog. He's a male dog, yeah. Of course he is. He smokes a cigar. What's the matter with you, Robin? <laughs>
He's got a man's voice. Uh, <laughs> Triumph, the insult comic dog. You've seen him, uh, gosh, you've seen him on the MTV Awards. You've seen him on Conan O'Brien, where he was born. You, I mean, this guy's been everywhere. He's been on every show. One of the biggest stars in Hollywood. He does red carpets. He does it all. And I wonder he's how like, he's been doing in the pandemic. You know, it's been yeah, yeah. a long time. He, he's busier than Ryan Seacrest, Triumph. <laughs> so he's going to pop up and uh, talk to us tomorrow, and I'm excited about it. He's always entertaining. You know, you never know what he's going to say. And uh, so that's something to look forward to, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.